On tonight's episode of Living Off the Land, we are joined by special guest, Tanya Vegas. We start everything with the catch-up this week, and then we get into our top five draft, which is uh, favorite sports announcers. Uh, after that, Hannah uh, tells us about her experience at the Big House uh, up in Michigan uh, this weekend. She also went to the Browns game on Thursday, so she kind of did a compare and contrast with those two events. It was very interesting. Um, we talk about the Brown Steelers game coming up on Sunday on Halloween. We also get into uh, the Cavs and their uh, start, uh, most notably Evan Mobley. And uh, we also get into some uh, jersey talk as uh, Hannah brought up the topic of our favorite jerseys. Um, so that was good to, uh, to talk about. But we get everything started with the beer of the week, Hannah's Choice. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land. The All Things Cleveland Podcast with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. All right, here we go. Episode 184, Living Off the Land. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking in. Uh, it's the pre-Halloween edition. The spookiest. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. And uh, we welcome on our guest for episode 184, uh, the lovely, the talented, the opinionated, <laughs> say that strongly, Hannah U Vegas is with us no idea what you mean she's barely a guest at this point but <laughs> <laughs> you and uh you and steve we um we had him on i think last week or a couple it was a couple weeks ago and we were both commenting how like he's barely a guest at this point right yeah. well i think but, i yeah. appreciate that so technically you're still a guest but so hannah brought uh the beer of the week she insisted actually I did. she wanted to bring the beer of the week this week so what did you bring us i brought the rheingeist Franz, which is their Oktoberfest beer. I actually haven't even tasted it yet, but what do you guys think so far? Uh, I like it a lot. I mean, I'm always going to like Oktoberfest, so it would have to be pretty hideous for me to not <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it tastes a lot like uh, Great Lakes to me. Very similar to that, but it's the same style as their Oktoberfest, so I would expect. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty smooth. Um, wonder what type. It's definitely not the darker version, right? It's like the, and I already forgot the type. Marzen. Marzen, right? This is, right. or that's or a darker version. Marzen. I don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah, I have no knows. idea. I don't I probably know just German. butchered the crap out of that. That's probably why I like it. So <coughs> well, fest, it's fest, is it fest beer and Marzen, right? Are those the two types? I don't know. Those could be the same type. Ooh. I have no idea. Yeah. The uh the well well researched uh, no, I'm scared. it's um, it's uh it's Uber German. Oh yeah, yeah, Hannah, you have to read the uh description. It's kind of a tougher description to read. All right. <laughs> so Franz is our Oktoberfest I'm just gonna say brew because I'm not gonna attempt that. Not traditional, but Uber German. He's an Uber. audible brew, a bit of a dreamer, often hiking in the Alps to return brimming with great ideas. 
Like those brisk hikes in the steep mountains, these Munich and Vienna malts will pump you up. Mm, pump you up. There you go. All right. It will pump you up. I wonder, so are you supposed to like drink this says. when you're hiking? To um, <laughs> or apparently when you're lifting. And when you want to get pumped oh, up. Yeah, or if you need to get pumped up, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean... I like, I like everything Ryan yeah. Geist does, so yeah, I'm not really surprised I like it. The only thing I don't like them, and I know this is going to probably give me hate, I don't like the rosé all day or whatever it's called. Oh, bubbles. I, the bubbles? Bubbles. I just don't yeah. like that type of beer. Well, but. if you're not like a rosé Right, type which person. I don't like rosé either. It's good that you brought this this week and not next week, because mm-hmm. next week would have been a problem, because we're playing the Bengals next week. Oh, can't oh. do a Cincinnati, this is a Cincinnati beer. beer. Mm. Well, yeah, can't do a Cincinnati yeah, beer. yeah. that Bad didn't even cross my mind. Can't do that. No, we're damn sure not doing a Pittsburgh <laughs> beer. None of that Iron City crap. Yingling, just bring some Yingling. Well, Yingling's not Pittsburgh. True. I it's mean, it's just, a Pennsylvania beer. Yeah, but I don't even remember where they're from. But somewhere. All right. Well, Hannah, you're the guest. Do you want <laughs> to? Uh, start off by saying what you think about it like your final thoughts and if you'd give buy your rating oh that's rated. right um sure i i mean i like it a lot as far as Oktoberfest beers go this would be right up there um i would say like a 7.3 oh okay i need and to know the other ratings i've would given you no I mean, that's oh yeah that ryan would have that there's yeah. not many extreme ratings as we don't usually bring horrible or perfect beer on the show you know but 7.3 is good rating yeah, yeah. Mm, and you buy it change again? it to 7.5 oh 7.5 yeah. okay i rethought mm, i don't know that's that's allowed yeah that's mm, that's well, a first once you say that's a score certainly no a one first. else went so i still in. have my time slot maybe that's the rule you can't change <laughs> it once okay, somebody apparently else hannah's making the rule for the <laughs> podcast yes <laughs> uh and you buy it again, this week yeah. only uh yeah i would buy it again I would bring it to like a fall party too for like yeah. an Oktoberfest beer to share. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I can go next. Um, man, I feel like all my scores, I'm looking at them because I've been keeping track of them. <laughs> I feel like all mine have been the same because we've been getting a lot of the same beers. This is very good. Um, damn, I don't know. Uh, let me do, I'm going to I'm gonna one-up Hannah. I'm going to do 7.6. <laughs> Sorry. that's no. It makes me feel do, good when you guys rate the beer I bring well. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I didn't mess up too badly. I, I just feel like yeah, I, anything. Can't, I can't go too much higher than that because we've had so many of these. And I think Oktoberfest kind of has a hard stop or how mm-hmm. you know great it. But it's so good. And it's such a in-season beer. Uh, 7.6 is a good score anyway. So I'm, I'm going to go 7.6. Yeah. Any, anything, over, anything, anything over 7 is good. Mm. 8 <clears> is like really freaking good nine is like i think we've only like, had a few nine. nine is like the best beer we've ever had nine yeah. is prosperity. we've never had a 10 no one's ever said a beer is a 10 which no, has to happen it's not possible point. is it probably not possible it's not possible the probably perfect not beer yet. is not out there <laughs> you're right you're right it's a it's always a journey because if you're going to say something's perfect then there's always going to be something that's better so it's very very hard to give something a 10 it's true it's true especially with beer because man there's so much subjectivity yeah. and so many styles um i I like the beer we had last week a little bit better, uh, the Masthead Haunted Hayride. That was very good. Um, it's a different type of beer, so that's not to say that this isn't good. I do like this. Um, I'm going to go a little bit lower than you guys. Um, it's still in the sevens to me. It's still really good, so I'm going to go 7.1. Um, I definitely would drink this again. I would probably buy it again, and like we always say every week, I would definitely love to taste this on draft. Hmm. Yeah, to taste the difference, and obviously draft I, beer is always better. But I would just love to go to um, Ryan Geist. Ryan Geist yeah. sometime, you know, 
Sounds like a great brewery. <sighs> Not many reasons to go to Cincinnati, though. We could drive down for, for the game. brewery for the brewery stuff. Oh yeah, a game. <laughs> Browns do play there next week. There's a jet that leaves from Burke. It's thirty minutes to Cincinnati. What? Yeah. How much is it? Like I don't know. Six hundred dollars. Jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not quite sure. We could look into it. Because I feel yeah. like don't don't some of those small airport planes cost like a lot of money? Yeah, I'm I mean, I s- it's almost like know. a private plane yeah. because you just walk right on. That's awesome. But I've how never fun would walked, that be? I've never walked on a plane like that before. No. I have. Yeah. Yeah. How did that? When happen? I worked f- when I worked for the football team at college. Oh. We we would charter planes all the time. That's awesome. And we would just walk right on. So cool. that's fun. Yeah. Fancy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good beer, Hannah. This is this very is good. Thanks. And yeah. a cold, windy, stormy night like oh, this is perfect. It is definitely a gloomy fall night. We had company meetings today, and we were outside, like in tents that had oh. like that had like drapes and stuff. But the wind was still. still. Was mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of our vendors came to make presentations and just like hand out information to talk and stuff, and it was chilly. And I don't know whose decision it was, but <laughs> they also rented a Kona ice truck. Why? I have what? no idea. <laughs> optimistic what? on the weather yeah so get yourself a shaved ice <laughs> while you <laughs> nothing like a nice 45 degree freezing cold shaved ice yeah it was yeah <laughs> yeah I, I was outside for like 15 minutes and i'm like oh, uh, yeah i'm going in yikes <laughs> um all right well that concludes beer of the week does it cool it does unless okay. you have more thoughts no i don't <laughs> um we'll move on to the catch-up um and we have Boom. some pretty awesome news in the catch-up so first uh, we have talked about this so much i i kind of quit giving updates because it was getting comical but Emerson brewery finally opened did you go uh i did not yet i'm thinking about going thursday if you're interested that's really the only day i can go this week so yeah we'll talk after the show hannah if you're interested um so immigrant sun is technically it's not technically it is the first lakewood based brewery uh bottle house is not founded in lakewood it's founded in cleveland heights um it is the yeah, first lakewood based brewery which blows my mind that a beer city like yeah. cleveland never had a brewery founded in, in lakewood before that's just so wild to me i don't really know why that is especially but. with the bar scene in Lakewood. oh yeah the bar scene in lakewood is like famous like hmm. statewide probably nationwide um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I'm gonna it's, go that far, statewide. It's not nationwide. I'll famous. find Lakewood like, on some sort of like national list. Unique, I feel like it's unique how many bars are in, in Lakewood. I don't. You're right. There's probably not a list or anything. But um, that being said, so they opened on Monday, yesterday, or two days from now when you're listening. So that was the 25th. Uh, their menu looks amazing. There, I, I feel like I know why it took so long to open up the brewery because they have so much already ready. Like they have small plates. They have like some European, tons of European inspired plates because that's kind of the whole vibe behind them. Um, it looks great. I mean, I hope the food holds up because it looks like it's going to be a good combo of food and hopefully good beer. The beer list is incredible too. They already have they have four core beers: a pilsner, a common ale, an IPA, and a farmhouse ale. Those I guess those are going to be their four core beer beers. And they have at least, I'm looking at 10 uh, other beers on draft. So these are going to be, you know, ro- rotating um, rotating taps. So looks great. Beer selection holds up. I hope the beer's good. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. Um, Where at in Lakewood? It is 
West Lakewood, you know where Constantino's Market used yeah. to be? It's mm -hmm. that's where it is. It's okay. in so they remodeled the whole building. So very cool. Uh, which I haven't been there yet, but the pictures look incredible. It looks like such a nice, uh, well-made uh, brewery. But yeah, so we might be going Thursday. It sounds like so. We'll also, give you an update next episode. Just so you know, the Thrillist, which ranks bars, restaurants, mm. and other attractions, named Lakewood one of the coolest suburbs in the country. There you go. Nationalist. There you go. See, well Thri done. Thrillist is pretty legit, too, because yeah. they do a good job of like putting little maps together. Just trying to back there you up you on your nationwide statement. Lakewood, famous, like that, <laughs> like that. Um, my city, technically, right now. So. True. Um, but yeah, so good luck to... Immigrant Son, and we'll hopefully have a review of it next week. Um, if we're good with that, I can move on to the next topic. So this is really cool. Uh, unfortunately, <coughs> can't do anything about it because tickets to a secret show for oh, the Foo I know Fighters was announced. They sold out in like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. so Foo Fighters did a surprise show, secret show as they call them. And which blows my mind, by the way. I don't think people realize how incredible this is. They're they're gonna go down as a legendary rock, but they're already legendary. They are going to be at House of Blues in Cleveland Thursday, October twenty eighth. Which House of Blues is not a big venue mm -mm. at all. That's Thursday. Yeah, mm -hmm. this Thursday. Yeah. So, because they're getting inducted the next night. Yep. Yep. They already yeah. sold out. What a cool thing to do. I, I just don't th right. I don't think people understand like. I, people probably do. I, I just want to say it that Foo Fighters probably haven't Bands played in a venue yeah. like that for maybe a decade. I don't even yeah. know. Like they, it's so rare. They played Madison Square Garden like three weeks ago. Right, and they usually do arena tours. You yeah, know, stadium tours. Stadium tours. They go I to would blossom, which is like twenty five thousand people outside of like L A. and cities like that where they do these kind of weird shows <laughs> on occasion. I would love to know when they mo last were in a regular quote unquote city and yeah. did a show this small. Yeah, like like it's going like to be incredible. Said, yeah, like you said, L.A., uh, the House of Blues in Chicago is one of the more iconic right. uh, venues, so I'm sure they get huge I'm, acts I'm sure, there. I'm sure Austin probably and House of Blues Cleveland, stuff like House this. of Blues Cleveland is held in high regard. Oh, like, absolutely. But like Foo Fighters doing a show for like 500 people. It's incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. So Yeah, I saw it. I clicked on the link and it said, sorry, <laughs> tickets are all sold out. I, did, I didn't even. I saw the news too late. It was late. like 1220. I saw the news too late, but you know. Uh, but if anyone That's is there, crazy. yeah, if anyone who is one of our listeners is there, please, please send us pictures. Tell videos. us how we'll have you on the show if you want. Like, yeah, <laughs> just come on. I'm serious. Foo Fighters, you want to come yeah. on the show? Yeah, Hannah, do you like Foo Fighters? I do. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know Dan. I know you love them. Yeah. Well, they're... Dave Grohl did like a collab with Zach Brown too. <coughs> so oh, I didn't even know that. that. Made me Excuse a me. Fan Sorry. Than I already was like recently or. Yeah, they did a whole album with them on it. I mean, they're probably the mm -hmm. no biggest rock band of the last two decades. Yeah, I would say them and the Killers, maybe. Uh, Foo Fighters, I think. Foo Fighters are probably bigger because I Dave, love the Killers. Probably because they're not probably because the of Dave Grohl. Yeah, they're probably bigger because of yeah. Dave Grohl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they've been around since the nineties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the Killers were like mid two thousand. You're right. They they've actually, been around no, for a while. They, they, you're right. I think they the first album was about two thousand one or something like that. Yeah, but like Mr. Brightside is why they got big, and that right. was like two thousand four. Yeah, Hot Fuss. Yeah, you're right. That album, you're right? Yeah, but Foo Fighters are just. I mean, oh, they're iconic. Like. They could sell out Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in an hour. Mm -hmm. They could sell out Brown Stadium in probably a day. Yep. And they're going to be at Foo Fighters. Or yeah. They're going to be at House of Blues. Um, That's so cool. It's incredible. Um, and yeah, and uh, <coughs> also big deal in Cleveland, of course, the Rock and, and uh, Restart Rock <laughs> and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony is going on this weekend. 
Um, I'll go ahead and quickly read through the inductees. Tina Turner. Well, of course, Foo Fighters. Uh, Tina Turner, Carol King, The Go-Go's, Jay-Z. That's mm-hmm. huge. I was surprised that that mm-hmm. hasn't happened already. But uh, I don't know who this is, I'll be honest. Todd Rudgren. Oh, I'll play know who. Yeah. You know who Todd Rudgren is. Kraftwerk, Charlie Patton, Gil Scott Heron, LL Cool J. Yeah. Cool, cool, LJ. Billy Preston, Randy Rhodes, and Clarence, uh, is it Avant or Avant? I, again, don't know who what? that is. What? Say it again. Clarence, Avant, or Avant? Or, I don't know who that is, I'll be honest. But this is you really You ever listen cool. to the song, I Saw the Light? Oh, uh, That's I, think, Todd I think that rings a bell. Yeah. I'll look it up after. I'm probably sure I've heard it. But yep. Yeah, so that's cool. You've heard um, I think there's still tickets available for the show if you want to go to the induction. Mm-hmm. That's at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, correct? Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, my girl T okay. Swift's coming Never mind. to perform. Yeah, there's also a ton of really big artists that are not yeah. getting inducted. You do like but tributes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Taylor Swift's probably going to be in the Rock Hall, let's be honest, at some point. But <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, she's I, like, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> she's like a mat. She's one of the biggest stars ever. So, um, but yeah, that's cool. So that's like that's like saying LeBron is going to the yeah, Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, LeBron's <laughs> going to make the NBA Hall of Fame. Uh, hot <laughs> no, take. No such thing as an NBA Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, There's no such thing as an NBA Hall of Fame. What's it called? It's the Naismith Hall of Fame. It's like okay. for all basketball. You know what I meant. <laughs> I know. I just, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's about it for the catch-up. But I thought those are two really cool stories. The Foo Fighter one blew my mind when I read it. So if anyone goes again, please let us know. Yeah, and that came out, to, like they must have just decided to do that. It must. Well, I'm sure they planned it for a while. I know, but, but they just they just announced it t- like today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always wanted. They to announced go to, it, and then like tickets went on sale, and then yeah. two minutes later, tickets were I've, sold out. I've always wanted to go to a secret show. I've never mm-hmm. been to one. They're so hard to get into, obviously, and you have to happen <laughs> to be in the city that it, it is announced in. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, all right. Should we do top five now? Yeah, sure. So top five is a really cool idea that Dan came up with. It is oh, top thanks. five announcers, sports announcers, mm-hmm. which I don't <laughs> believe we've ever done this. It's going to be play-by-play, color analysts. Whichever uh, one. Yeah. Basically, people who call the game that you're watching. Mm-hmm. Yes, not sir. talking about <clears throat> Stephen A. Smith on first take. No, I'm yeah, not talking not, about, not, These are guys uh, that actually call the game. sports commentators. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, <clears throat> yeah. So, anyway, uh, tradition on the show it, with our new draft format is the guest gets to pick which pick they want, and then Jordan and I will flip a coin to see who gets to pick next. Oh. So, it's only three people, but it's snake style. So, if you pick first, first, second, third, third, second, first, so on and so forth, like a fantasy draft. So, if you pick third, you get to pick twice, but then you have to wait five turns for your next pick. Right, right. So, you get to pick. If you pick number one, you get your you get your number one uh, favorite one. And then the strategy of this is to pick people at certain points to where you feel like, okay, uh, these two Nimrods aren't going to pick this guy, so I can maybe wait and pick him him or her later. So I'm going to pick this guy now because, you know, whatever, because I know that he'll get picked. Stuff like that. I always screw strategy up. I always screw needed. it up. Strategy. Always screw it up. <laughs> Every single time I get at least two taken. So which pick do you want? Um, I think with the snake style, I'll pick second. Oh, she wants to have oh. the same pick every time. All right. Interesting. All okay. right. Jordan, call it in the air. Heads. Oh, it's tails. <laughs> okay. 
What are you picking? I'll take first. Okay. <coughs> All righty. Can I like put a disclaimer in for oh. this? What? 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 what do you? Sure. I'm not going to be good at this. This is not oh, my strong fine. suit. So that's okay. this that's is fine. not going to be a serious okay. top five. It's going to. We be all know who your first pick's Hannah's going to be. Top five. We know oh. who we know who your first pick's going to be. Yeah. I you think we already know. know. I think I know, but I could be wrong. I have a guess. It's probably the same guess. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Well, let's just let it. Okay, and I think that my first guess is this guy's partner. My the number one overall pick in the sports announcer draft is Jim Nance. Okay. He is. Probably he's without for well for me and this is all opinion it's a draft or whatever, for me he's the best play-by-play announcer right now. He transcends sports. He doesn't just do one sport. He does. He's the number one announcer on NFL. He does golf, all the big tournaments on CBS. Uh, he calls the Final Four in basketball. Um, he's also called other events in the past, but anytime like the biggest game or one of the biggest games is going on in the NFL and it's on CBS. Jim Nance is calling it. Like you can turn it on, and it's like clockwork. It's Jim Nance. So, that is the number one pick. All right. Let's, let's see go. if I'm right. She's gonna change it out of spite. No, <laughs> let's you're see, just let's wrong. See. But that's okay. I kn- I know why you would think I would pick that person. Mm. Um, that is not my first pick. Oh, okay. And honestly, I think it's probably a little bit tainted because I'm like so loving college football right now. Okay. But I think that that's for me. The iconic no. person for that would be Kirk Herbstreit. So oh, okay, okay, pick. okay, okay. I Res- know who you're thinking. Scared me for a bit. <laughs> Respect to you, by the way, for picking a Buckeye. I know. Respect. But he embodies for me, like, when I get excited about college football. Yeah. And I really enjoy listening to him and his takes. And, he's, like, he, that's who I wake he's the, up He's the enjoy. other guy where it, it, if you know the biggest game of the week, you know he's calling it. Correct, correct. So that would be... My number one. Okay. It's not a bad choice at all. Thank you. All right, am I up? You have two in a row. Two in a row. All if right. You, if you give me some random Houston Astros local. No locals. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can tell you that right now. Oh, I'm, I am I have locals in my list. I, I, I'm cool with I have one. local commentators for Houston, <laughs> but they wouldn't make my top five. Uh, number one for me, and no one's going to get this, is Pablo Ramirez from Univision. Soccer. Um, yeah, he calls. He's is he like, the goal. Well, not the one you're probably thinking of. He's the one with the higher pitch voice on Univision. Okay. So most people know Andres uh, Contour, who's the first guy who started right the back. goal thing. Uh, Pablo Ramirez um, is a Mexican guy who works for Univision, or at least has worked for Univision. So when I used to watch World Cup with my dad in like the late '90s, early 2000s, and I think he still calls it. Well, I think Fox does the World Cup now, but when it was Univision. Um, he was always the, he would have all the big top games, like all the primetime games. And I just grew up listening to his voice and it just means so much to me. Like every, like it, it, it was part of the reason why, like, I, I love soccer as most mm-hmm. people know who know me. <laughs> and he's one of like, he's an aspect of, you know, what kind of melded my nostalgia and, and all the reasons why I love soccer, just his voice, his passion. He's so exciting. Um, if you don't know who he is, just Google or go to YouTube and do like Pablo Ramirez, you know, just search that. And I guarantee you there'll be a whole bunch of famous soccer games that he called and you can hear his voice. You People might know it if you ever listen to Spanish uh, commentary. But anyways, it's it's nostalgia for me. It reminds me of when I first fell in love with soccer. And yeah, he's my number one. So um you said I have two? It. Yeah, you, you get go again? two in a row. Okay, number two for me is Marv Albert for similar reasons. 
I grew up listening to him. I know he's retired, and in his last few years, he's been actually pretty terrible at commentating. But uh, back when he was healthier and younger, I uh, love his voice, love his style. Again, grew up listening to him, and it's kind of nostalgic and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, Marv Albert for me um, is – just, I just think of the NBA every time I think of him. So those are my first two. Who's next? Dan, Hannah? Hannah's next. Oh, right, because it's snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm going to do probably exactly what you thought I was going to do the first time around <laughs> and say my boy Tony Romo. Um, love, oh, love. real quick. Can I just – sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I did not – I thought we were talking about somebody completely different. So oh. we'll see if this name gets froze. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Tony <coughs> Romo. Um, okay. Obviously, I love Tony Romo before he started. Um on the broadcast, but I love listening to him. I could listen to him call every NFL game for the rest of my life and be perfectly happy. And I heard he's actually calling the Brown Steelers game. Oh. So Which that'll be exciting. I hate because <laughs> the Browns don't win when Jim Nance and Tony Romo call their game. Oh. I'm sure it's Time Tony to Romo's fault. I, I, I named both of them. I never said it was Tony <laughs> Romo's fault. Uh, I just will always love that man. So. I'll, I'll say this. He knows the game he so well. He is fascinating it's, to yeah, listen to. I love when he like kind of predicts what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. I'll say that. I'll never forget one of the big games that he called. I think, was it a playoff game? And it was the Patriots at the time, I believe. And Patriots he just and the Chiefs. predicted like every single yeah. call that was going to happen. Wild. It was insane listening to him. So. I just that's my man. It was the it was the game uh, where if the Chiefs didn't jump off sides, they would have won mm. in overtime. Mm, mm-hmm. But they jumped off sides, so it gave Brady another chance. It was just unbelievable. It's like if I were Brady, this is what I would do, and then they would just like play out and exactly would, how he would, said it. That it would was happen. unreal to listen to. That's so, so wild. <laughs> but also, I just have a, a spot in my heart for Tony Romo. So. Yes, yes. There we you know. go. <laughs> All right. I was one off. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> okay. I have the next two. So uh, n- my number two pick, uh, I honestly cannot believe that this name hasn't been I, called I yet. I know what you're going to say. Bob Costas. Oh, nope. That's not what Bob Costas, another guy that iconic. transcends sports. He's iconic. He was the voice of the NBA in the 90s. Uh, he was the voice of the, the main Jordan era in, in yep. the NBA. On the NBA on NBC, now does he still does baseball from time to time. And then he, now the he's well. That's what I was gonna get to. Oh, he's oh, the yeah. voice of the Olympics. That's see. That's what I grew up just. As long as that the voice is the yeah. Olympics. As long as the uh, Olympics are going to be on NBC, um, and obviously because he's he's getting a little bit older now. But um, as long as he wants to do it, Bob Costas will be the voice of the Olympics. I, the, when that changes, I don't know what I'm gonna do. The Olympics have always and it's, been him, right? And it's not with him. It's not even like calling the games, which he does. Like, he still does for baseball from time to time. Um, and this is highlighted in the Olympics. It's his storytelling mm-hmm. when he's telling stories like before an event or after an event or highlighting an athlete or a, or a nation or a team. Um, it's, it's his voice inflection. It's his, his voice. Yeah, he's it's just all, all yeah. the above. Like, yeah, he's, the derby too. Yeah. yeah, he's, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's on, he's on Mount Rushmore. Well, he used for, to anyway. He's on the Mount Rushmore for sports announcers for sure. It's insane. He's, yeah. he, I can, you know what? I can't believe I didn't even think about him, but yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Excellent. Excellent choice. Yeah. Uh, and then my third pick to start the third round. Um, let's see, because I have a couple that I really want to draft, but I don't know if you guys are going to take them. 
this is always my dilemma because I'm going to screw it up and some one of mine is going to get taken. It's going to ruin say, my I top promise five. nobody's going to get the next. Well, I don't know about that actually. I like my spot. Uh, all right. Well, the Cleveland Browns are my favorite team, <laughs> and uh, they have one of the one of the best. I you know selfishly, I think they have the best play by play announcer in the league as far as local guys go. So, my pick's going to be Jim Donovan. I don't think he gets much better than that. Wait, I know who this is. Browns announcer. Oh, okay. He's a sports. Right. Okay. Di- he's a sports Does director he, on yeah, Channel Three. Yeah. <laughs> Does he is he radio or TV? Radio. Radio. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so I. Yeah, I just didn't recognize that name. Yeah, a few years ago, he overcame cancer, which, I mean, doesn't really, like, it doesn't sway me for his no, I understand, career. It's just cool that he was able to do that yeah, and come back. Shows his strength. Um, you know, I, I, think the, I think the number one trait for a radio announcer is when people will say that, yeah, I put the TV on mute and I synced it up to the radio and I just listened to Jim Donovan call the game, which I've done num- numerous times. Especially when I was in college, I used to do it for every game. Um, so, yeah, it was just something. I don't know. It was just something about him. Uh, <laughs> how long has he? How, how long has he called the game for Browns? Uh, ever since they came back in '99. Oh, so, well, that's part of it, I assume. Yeah, the nostalgia of it too. Yeah, which I mean, like you could say, like, yeah, he's like the symbol of the new Browns, but I don't know if he really wants to be that. <laughs> <laughs> But he's, he's been there from the day one. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the guys where, like, you know, obviously you want your team to win. You want your team to win a Super Bowl. But, like, like if and when the Browns win a Super Bowl while he's still doing it, like, you're going to feel really good for him because he's oh, been yeah. through everything. He'll probably get super emotional. Yeah. Well, he, he I mean, he did last year when the Browns clinched the playoffs. He started crying. Like, his that's, voice started breaking okay, up when he was saying, yeah, there, like, when he was saying, like, uh, the only thing that's missing is all of you because the fans weren't at the so games when they clinched that. or whatever. Well, they had 10,000 people, but it wasn't 70,000. So that is my third round pick. All right. Am I next? No, I Hannah's nope. next. I Hannah? get to go again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm glad you didn't take mine because once you said you're going to go local, that's where I was headed hmm. next. Um, See, one of mine's getting taken. Similar, but it's fine. similar reason. The Indians are my guardians. Uh, guardians. Guardians Excuse are me. my favorite. I'm gonna have to bleep that Cleveland out. Cleveland team. Beep. Um, but Tom Ham. I mean Tom Hamilton. It's okay. Tom Hamilton. So I mean, he's I, just. I'm, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I am surprised none of y'all picked that already. I mean, I, I guess I it just, was on my list. But look, I got a third round steal. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did, <laughs> Be, I, because this I, is what you told me to do. Because none of you Nimrods would take him before me. That's what Dan <laughs> she used literally my name. said. <laughs> she used my name, or she used the not my. Well, most of the time it can be used as my name, but oh, she used the word that I said. Yeah. <laughs> Nimrod, I love that word. See, this is who I thought you were talking about at first. Oh. I don't know why. Well, I just, I thought I'm that. just continue to throw you curveballs. Here all I night. am. All night. Tom Hamilton. I mean, my gosh, he's not really paying attention. So anything is really curveball to him tonight. There you go. Um, I I don't really feel like I need to explain <coughs> this if you're a Cleveland sports fan. And a swing listen. and a drive. Yeah. I mean, I have his quotes on my office wall. I just, I love listening to him call a game. It's the I'm best home run call in baseball. much prefer listening to the radio for a Guardians game than watching on television. Uh, I mean, he's just absolutely so iconic. So iconic. His voice is so recognizable. I just love him. The, so. the, the good... One of the good things about him, and I think it gets lost with local sports uh, announcers, is 
he will call them out if they're playing like crap. Yes. Like he, he will tell it like it is. Is a very honest commentator and it yeah. cracks me I, up both, I love, both ways. I, think I love he's when also he... pretty fair when the opposite team has a big play. Too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, you I don't... you've sorry, you've heard all those local guys who are like and it's a swing and a drive, and that's a home run. It's like, okay, I know it's not your team, but like, oh no, you know, he's hype. Like he actually he just try, loves yeah. baseball. Yeah. yeah, he's hype, but it's in it's in like a like uh, when like an opposing player hits like a home run, he's like, oh no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like he's he he's the epitome of like a local sports fan. Like he's he has the same reactions that like we like he has catchphrase or he has like uh, like catchphrases that yeah that have been adopted but like exactly. he's like all of us like when something bad happens he's very like energetic about it but in a bad way it's almost like when you see the opposite team do just an incredible play and mm-hmm. you, you like raise your voice but then you're also like well shit <laughs> like, yeah. you know but yeah no i get that I yeah get that. i mean it's just i associate baseball directly with the voice of Tom Hamilton. It's always cool so. too when you go to a game. They always have him on the loudspeakers. Oh yeah. When you're walking up. So. Oh, on the well, concourse. And then, yeah. And then every time something like exciting or exceptional happens in a game, you go to Twitter because yeah. so you're looking for Tom Hamilton's call yeah. of hit, yeah. right that play. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that just to me. I love. I love how Tom the Hamilton. They do that. Like the Indians do this because he's technically like a team employee, but. They always put his voice on instead of the TV guys. Mm -hmm. Because technically, the TV guys don't work for the team; they work for the cable network. He's better. Bally Sports or whatever it's (laughs) called. He's one hundred percent is yeah. Bally Sports, yeah. He might be. You could make an argument. He's the best baseball common commentator. Oh, I think so. He's definitely up there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we don't listen to all of them, but no, we're biased. No, absolutely. He has he has the best home run call in baseball. I think a swing and a drive. It's just like like you know when it's you know you're you know you're listening to it. in Ontario. Yep, Yep. the beginning of every game. (laughs) Yeah, love him. So there you go, number three. His voice just sounds so good too. I know that's got to be that's got to be another one we need to do a top five draft of like home run calls or something like Like that. Like actual home runs. Because I do have a couple that I really like that. It's not as good as Tom Hamilton, but it's 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 right there. I mean, there's a couple. There's some great ones in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay, Jordan, you have the next two. All right, uh, Arlo White, the NBC I knew Sports go there. soccer commentator for the Premier League. Um, he just, man, does he have a gift for capturing the emotion, the velvety of, pipes of Arlo, the emotion White. of football. Mm-hmm. And he just does such a good job. Like everything, he gets so excited. He's never, I never get He's a buy. He's the announcer on Ted Lasso. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Um, he, I never get a biased vibe from him. It don't matter who's playing. I don't even know who he supports or where he's from or what he his deal is, but he is so, so good at, at calling Premier League games. It just fits perfectly. Every time he's calling, he always usually calls the biggest games of the week, and I just get so excited when he's the one. Um, yeah, Arlo White. If you've never heard him, I don't know, look him up if you're interested. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Number and three. Again. I go again. Mm-hmm. I always forget how this works. Number four for me is Gus Johnson. Um, uh, you don't like him? He's the most overrated announcer of all time. No. I, I I feel like you either like him or don't like. There's him. nothing about him that's genuine. I don't care. I still think it's so funny. Um, how like goofy somebody scores like, a touchdown. He's like, Blah! I, I like it. I nah, don't know. what to say. I understand why people don't like it, 
but he always and he always just like gives these random details about like where the person's from or some random thing and it's it's kind of corny and again i totally understand why some people don't like him but i love his calls i agree it doesn't always come off as super genuine but i don't care it's just so entertaining for me it's just he just he's just He's energetic to the point of just being fake to me. It almost he just sounds it, fake. This is a weird comparison, but it almost reminds me of how Jimmy Kimmel comes off of when he does his interviews. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. he'll just be like, <laughs> he'll just yeah. be like laughing. You're like, dude, that's not even a funny thing. It's not saying. genuine. Just like, yeah. That's why I don't like him. That's fair. I still think it's so it's so over the top. I like it. I mean, it's entertaining, but yeah. at some point, it's just like, it's almost like that. Like uh, he'll go nuts on a five yard play. Like, yeah, settle down. <laughs> I do like his partner. Joel Klatt is really good. Yeah. Joel Klatt is like up there with Kirk Herbstreit for me as far as like okay. color analyst. He's really good at what he does. Uh, That's numero quattro for me. It's my turn. Yeah. Do you want to? Oh, yeah. Um, okay. There's enough for us to have two, right? Yes, mm-hmm. there is. Thank you. I'm not good at taking him off this thing, so I apologize if it's I okay. shook it a little bit. Hannah's first beer, so <laughs> let's all give her a pass. My turn as well, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So I feel it's very important to highlight some of the powerhouse females in Absolutely. this category. Yeah. So, Oh, don't take mine. Please don't. I know. Oh, no. I know what it's going to be. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Uh, so my pick for this to represent is Doris Burke. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> oh, Sorry. She's the goat. She's she amazing. She oh, she's, she's so amazing. Good. So good. Also, the first female to call an NBA Finals, which is a huge oh, deal. Yeah. That's right. Um, and there's a lot of female correspondents, announcers, broadcasters Absolutely. Um, that I wanted to put on this list, but I just felt like she was exactly what you said the goat in terms of. Yeah. I mean, she's at this point. She's a, I mean, she's a I, pioneer, I just, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, at this point, I don't even like when it, when she first came on the scene. You know, those ooh, goofy people were like saying dumb. But at this point, it's like so normal and so like it's almost like nostalgic at this mm-hmm. point. Like she's, she's been just so, it so intelligent, long. and she yeah. And it goes it goes so crazy? far. It goes so far beyond like like how how women are usually employed for like mm-hmm. sports media because like. Pretty much in every game, like the sideline reporter is yeah. a woman, mm-hmm. and they're a woman. Like I don't mean to sound like they're usually a. The general consensus is they're a very attractive woman, and it's done that on TV. But she like she did that, and then because she's so good at what she does, she completely outgrew that and left it behind in the dust. She, she beat the stereotypes. I would. Yeah. I think exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think the cool thing too is how many players love her too. You know, that's what you I can, was going to say. You can always say. tell, you, man, man or respect woman, her. respect her, man or More woman. Than you can else. always tell when when players respect yeah. an announcer or, mm-hmm. or like a, LeBron, a for instance. Oh yeah, loves her, yeah. and she has she has no uh, apprehension whatsoever to talking to any of these like any of these athletes no, about but anything. They also seem to want to talk to her, which right. to me yeah, is right. what makes her stand out. Is she's yeah. someone that the players obviously enjoy speaking to and also respect right. as a human so and she's like one of the smartest basketball minds you will oh, find absolutely. out there her IQ when she calls when she calls games and like she doesn't have the same style as like tony romo like where she she will talk about things like she will like guess and talk about things like before they happen but she has the same level of iq about her sport mm-hmm. 
Like yeah. she know, like she knows, and she knows how to articulate it as soon as she sees it, which is so important. Yeah, especially in basketball where things are happening like like that. You know. Yeah, so. for sure. Awesome. Good choice. Well, Thanks. that's stolen. I'm really <laughs> killing this. Yeah, you were like, you, is that, did you do that on purpose so that you would make a song? Yeah, she downplayed like, it on purpose. No. <laughs> My list isn't that great. Uh, well, it was interesting because I was having a hard time coming up with people like at, when I was just trying to think about it. And then once I started doing some research, I was like, oh, this isn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. So, and you guys aren't picking my people, so it's making it a lot easier. Yeah, we've only had what? Apparently one steal? Two. So, or two? Both yeah, from me. That's right, yeah. That's right. But it is now Dan's turn. Okay, so these are my last two. Um, hmm. Okay. So my number four pick, or my pick in the fourth round, is uh, going to be, he actually just retired. He is the voice of the NHL. Uh, uh, when you watch the Stanley Cup I know uh, of the last cup, uh, before the last year or two, um, his voice is iconic. It's uh, Mike Doc Emmerich. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the voice of the NHL. He's, He's been the scores. voice of the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a a uh, sentimental note for him being on my list is he went to my alma mater. So oh, he went to BG. I didn't realize. You probably said that before. Yeah. I just I didn't realize that. Right yeah. Now. He is the, uh, yeah. He, Score! Yeah. Yeah. So He's good. that guy. So good. Um, He's just so good. And you know how we talked, like we talked about with basketball being such a quick sport. Hockey is even quicker. Because there's there's no like the fastest sport there's on no the, on uh, the like planet, unless right? yeah yeah absolutely that's what they say yeah I mean the play's going end to end guys are switching like subbing out every thir- every like forty five oh, seconds yeah they like, do the line changes and yeah exactly yeah yeah so it's uh uh yeah Doc Emmerich is my perfect pick good choice of the good NHL choice. yeah it's kind of it's a shame that he retired I mean he's probably so old yeah. and done with it but yeah um yeah good choice. And then another sentimental favorite for me, I'm going to go local again. Uh, my last pick is going to be Joe Tate for the Cavs. Radio announcer for about 40 years. He was the Cavs radio announcer when LeBron was here the first time. Um, and he's just another guy with just absolutely iconic uh, catchphrases. Wham with the right hand. It's basketball time at the queue. Was he the one that called? I'm assuming he is he the radio guy or the radio? Okay, guy. so he called the 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 NBA Finals when they won. No, or is that not okay? Sorry, no, I was he re- thinking of somebody else. He retired the year after LeBron left the first time. Okay, because uh, he was got getting it, old, got it. and okay. he just recently passed away a couple years. But that's okay. My yeah. bad. That's who that yeah, was. Yeah, he's, he's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. Wham with a right hand, like any timers, <laughs> or. Uh, uh, it's basketball time at the queue. Okay. Like he, that was his, uh, so he's OG. That was his, uh, uh, welcome to the corner of on, mm-hmm. uh, Carnegie and Ontario that Tom Hamilton does. That's how he started every broadcast. And his last line after every game, win or loss was have a good night, everybody. And that's one of the lines that they used when he passed away, when they were doing tributes to him. Um, I got to meet him a few times, uh, he was a very surly individual. Surly. Yeah. Interesting. Wasn't always like not mean, but just like more more of a straightforward Yeah, business, you know. no nonsense. Cuz I would always anytime I met him it was at the arena. And this is when I was younger. Like, you know, Steve's uh Steve's mom who works for the team would always like take us around the arena, everywhere in the arena, like 
sweets, court oh, club, right. all that stuff. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then before the game, we got to go to the announcer perch and we got to meet him a couple times. So nice. So it's another sentimental pick for me. Um, but he's just another one of those iconic local mm-hmm. sports announcers. Good stuff. Yeah. My last. Hannah. Your last. Hannah goes. And then you. Hannah goes. Okay. (laughs) So you're right. You are last. You're just not next. I am last. Um, This is an interesting one. I don't know what you guys will think of this, but I was trying to think of like iconic voices or things that I like associate with, I don't know, things that just make me excited about sports. And one of those is Chris Berman. Mm Mm-hmm. I just like his voice calling whatever what? it is, right? <laughs> or you know, doing those specials on Sports Center, like doing the recaps. He like, would do the recaps, right? On right, he yeah, still does NFL, sometimes. NFL recaps, yeah, yeah he does yeah. it on ESPN Plus, and it just makes me so happy. Like he just has that voice. Like he mm. is just so excited to be doing his job. Mm. He has one of those voices that you recognize immediately when you hear it. He has same thing like those iconic phrases that he says and like he just is someone will stand out to me that has called some of my favorite nice yeah. moments you yeah. know and like listening to him just when he says that the all the way or whatever he's saying back 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 he, just he always did the home run derby cracks me up i always remember oh he will go all yes, yeah all of well, it like it just rumbling my, bumbling stumbling my, my grandpa quotes that all the time. I love He's it. He's a huge football fan because he used to watch the Browns way back when, like when they were like, you know, amazing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he always does it. Every time we watch football with my grandpa, if someone has a breakaway run or something, he says that he will go all the yeah. way. And I always, that always remind, it always reminds me of my grandpa. It's like he that always deep, that. like rumbling yeah. cry yeah. that he yeah. has. And I just, it's very old. I, I get it. it. It's a very old school vibe. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So. He always get, gave players nicknames. Like he would come up with a catchphrase or nickname based off of like the player's last name. I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head, but I can't think of them. But and how old is he? He's got to be getting up there. Oh, he's probably about he's 70. He's been with ESPN forever. Yeah. Basically since ESPN started. Yeah. I just, I love him. He gets me fired up. Yeah, he's so good. Still to this day. I mean, he doesn't do a lot anymore. No, but it's so fun to listen to him. But yeah, absolutely. So there you go. That's my number five. Very good. Good choice. Good choice. Thanks. Good choice. And he is 66. He's actually younger than I thought. Yeah, he is younger than I thought. So he's still got some time. Um, Anyhow. All right. I'm last. Last one. Mike Breen. Um, Mike Breen, in my opinion, has cemented himself as the... Yes. Bang! As the iconic modern iconic, he had the NBA. he had the he had the most iconic uh, call for a defensive play in NBA history. Uh, the, the LeBron um, Iguodala to Curry back to Iguodala up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. That's it. Blocked by James. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and he's had a out lot to Curry, of Curry to Iguodala. Back to yeah. Curry. Back to Iguodala up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. Did he say bang when Curry or uh, uh, Kyrie hit the three? Uh, I'm just thinking. Did now. he say? Did he say bang or puts it in? I know those Ooh. are very. Uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna have to look this up. Those are those can be taken very inappropriately. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, um, but I, I mean the the bang has gotten so iconic now. It's like it's like a th- you know, people like it's just a thing now, and I love it. And I love the NBA. And I, he always calls the finals usually. And uh, although I saw a really funny meme, it was like, it was like when when your team's getting blown out. <sighs> 
and Mike Breen says bang, and it just so, shows some guy just like holding his hand to his face because it's so true. When it you're is. on the receiving end of somebody hitting a, a dagger three pointer, it's not fun to hear that. <laughs> but, no. but yeah, no, he's great. Mike Breen is is one of the best in my opinion, and I just yeah, I really enjoy listening to his calls. Oh, this is it. It's good. It's good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's so weird too hearing that because nobody cheered. I was like, that's a weird crowd reaction. I forgot they were away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine if that shot happened mm. like at the queue? No. That well, I building was, would have that building would have I crumbled. I was to the downtown ground. at the watch party when that happened. I I there's been a few times in my life I've seen as intense of a crowd reaction than that. I think that was more of an intense reaction than when the final whistle blew. Honestly, oh. like just when people reacting to that shot. Yeah, that was also a big reaction downtown too. That wow. was massive. of course. I mean that I, if if Iguodala makes that layup, the Warriors probably win. Or yeah, yeah. Or at least we don't know, right? We, because who, who knows? knows if that Kyrie like like the the Cavs down two probably call a different play. People always forget. They'll be like, well, if this play didn't happen, this would have happened. It's like that's not how the work. That's not how life right, works. Like right. it's cause and effect. Like, every yeah, every action has <laughs> yeah. a certain exactly. reaction. Like yeah. you said, they're gonna drop a different play if yeah. if they go up by two. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was fun. that was a top five. Yeah, pretty Excellent. tough. And I smoked you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's People all personal vote on preference, this, right? Oh, we should we haven't do, done yeah, that in a we while. Done that. We should do that. I vote that we should. We should do that. Okay, I'm just let's saying, do like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I'm down for that. That's fine. I All like right. winning things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, between you and Dan, you're probably both. One of you two, one of y'all is going to win because you have all these local guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Jordan put on like Mexican <laughs> soccer. <laughs> yeah, like oh, <laughs> you never know. Announcers. Um, but yeah. All right. What's next? <laughs> I don't know what is next. The World Series, baby. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Here we go. We don't have to spend much time on this. It's all no, good. we really don't. I'm sorry. It's all good. Don't care. You I'm asked me excited. if we, we could... have more to say next week. You asked me if I we could. Wow, that depends. Really glum or <laughs> really hyped? We'll see. You when you asked me yesterday if we could record earlier, I was like, I have why? Like, what are you talking? About? I, I have know. no. I had no idea. Game one was today. I had no idea what time it was. As soon as that team made it to the World Series, I turned that off. Hey. Yeah, I'm just happy it's not the Dodgers too. Thank you. I would have been doubly I'm, annoed. Thank you. I'm the still Dodgers annoyed by Houston, anno- that's but fine. I'm doubly that, annoyed. You know what? I don't care Houston about that. Dodgers. But the Dodgers, ugh, God, wouldn't have not. I much team. rather would have had the Dodgers. Yeah, of course you would have. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. I can't stand anything from the Dodgers. LA. Aren't cheaters? Everything from L.A. Just I can't. You would have rather had the Dodgers over the Braves. No, I'm saying if I had to if pick between to, one team, I know they're in different leagues, so it's not technically. But if I had to have one, the Dodgers or the Astros, I'm taking the Dodgers oh, all day. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying I'm happy. It's and I'm all, and I'm also I'm all, I, and I also series. don't want I don't like the Braves either because I still hold a grudge over them beating us in the World Series, and mm. and not and <laughs> I'm I'm to the point now where I I want every uh, because we we changed our name. I want every Native American <laughs> to have to change their name. So fair, that's fair. I don't want why why should well, yeah I don't know. No, I, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I, I, whatever. I have a weird soft spot for the Braves because as I a don't. kid, I used to be Talk in love. Hold on, in love with David Justice. 
Okay. He played for the Indians. He, I'm aware, but he played for the Braves first, and I loved him when he was on the Braves. And I'll never forget my dad coming home from work when I was a kid to tell me that David Justice was now going to be playing for the Indians. I, I also, thought it was a practical joke. I also don't like him either. That's fine. Because he, he wouldn't play in a playoff game because he hurt his neck sleeping wrong. I mean, I was like seven. I just loved David oh. Justice. Hurt his neck sleeping wrong. Yeah. Interesting. S- yeah. Slept wrong and hurt his neck and couldn't play in a freaking playoff game. Weird. I feel like something else was going on. Do you think? I would think so. <laughs> but yeah. You don't know, though. It could be like mental health stuff. People weren't like True. as vocal about that they stuff used, back yeah, then. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if in the past weird injuries were, yeah, actually, were actually covering something else. Bigger though. deals. Maybe he had like a complete mental breakdown. Well, I'm not going to assume that it was, so I'm going to be upset about what was reported. Fair. That's fine. I don't like the Braves. I don't hate Atlanta though. I don't, I, I feel like I, I feel well, like it's also At- a garbage sports town. Well, garbage in you mean that they are a heartbro- well because it's heartbreak city because no, they have pretty no, iconic teams. No, it's because it's a transient city and they don't have a lot of their like oh. like Braves routinely don't sell out playoff games. Like obviously they're going well, to sell out the now, World Series. But, yeah. but hey, that Braves crowd reaction in Game Six was pretty intense though. Oh yeah, you I'm not denying that. Yeah. I'm just no, saying. I got, I got, yeah, I got. They beat us in the World Series. Well, granted, college. granted, it I was mean, obviously they're big. It was the big Georgia, yeah, Bulldogs state. I mean, I'm not like, gonna. I mean, their presence for they, college sports is bigger. They than have Capella and the and the Hawks, so I'm not gonna hate the Hawks for that. And they, I don't like Cavs beat the Hawks. Acuna Junior is pretty cool. I like him, but he's not even playing right now. And the Falcons are idiots for blowing that lead and giving oh Tom Brady another gosh. ring. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Why are we talking about Atlanta? I don't know. I don't know. You took us we there. should be talking about Houston is what we should be mm, talking about. Should we really? Well, I think we should just move on to the NFL. We should move on to the NFL. Uh this is not for anyone. Do you like like give me an give me an honest prediction. Like <sighs> I, I hate don't doing be like don't be like don't be like uh we're going to win because I hate I hate doing predictions. I hate doing okay, predictions. Okay, well then how good do you feel about winning? I'll say the whole this. Thing. I'm going to say this. This is my <laughs> my non-biased honest this is what is in my brain and my heart. I genuinely think Houston is the better team. I don't know if they're going to win. I okay. do think they're the better team. I don't know if they're going to win. That's how I'll leave it That's at that. Fair. And I'm not going to do a prediction because I did a prediction in 2019 and I miserably failed that. So I'm not doing a prediction. Because um, your prediction is the reason why they didn't win. It is. That Just is like the Tony sole Romo reason. and Nance are the reason the Browns exactly. don't win. Same, same. <laughs> That's how the world works. Exactly. So I, um, I, yeah, I'm not doing that, but. I might be in Houston this weekend. We'll see. It depends on how the series goes uh, leading up to that. But my cousin's going to be at the game tomorrow. So lucky duck. (laughs) Lucky duck. (laughs) But anyhow, moving on because everybody hates this and nobody wants to talk about this. But that's fine. It's not for y'all. No, it's fine. Look, I'm going to talk about Michigan for a hot second. Oh, that's right. Let's talk about Michigan right now, actually. Oh, well, okay. Where were you this past weekend? Well, it's sports. Yes, I had the opportunity to go to the big house in Ann Arbor to attend the Michigan Northwestern game. Awesome. It Look, I know that this podcast is probably primarily Ohio State fans. However, I hope hope as a college football fan, you can appreciate that attending a game at the big house is so cool. There's no real affiliate. Like on the podcast, there's no real college affiliation because we don't don't talk college sports like ever. Oh, I love college sports. I lo- well, I love college football, especially. College football is very fun. College yeah. football is just so fun. And attending, so, all right. So I went to a Browns game on Thursday night. 
and then the Michigan oh. game on Saturday. And I, I obviously love attending the Browns game, but it is so different attending a college football game. Like the traditions and the fans know like what is happening at every time out and every quarter and the song that's going to be played or the dance that's going to be done or the chant that's going to be started. Obviously, you have the student section there. It is just such a cool vibe with the va- the band and the fans. And obviously, the big house is giant. There's 109,000 oh, people there. But college football is just so much different in terms of – I think we talked about this when we were watching the Browns game, me, you, and Ryan, last week. Like, you just – everyone who attends a Michigan game is going to be a serious Michigan fan – Whereas I feel like NFL events or NFL games can also be like events for people to attend, like when they're in town or business people bring like associates to the games or whatever it is, where college games, people like every fan is very into that game. So it's just a very interesting and fun atmosphere to be I, a yeah, part of. Yeah, there's definitely a different vibe between the two. Yeah. You know, NFL playoff games can be some of the most intense you'll see. For but sure. I agree that even your average college football game is just like, wow. Yeah, like and you're in a college town, and you're and surrounded I, by either alumni right. or And I think it it's is. so cool, too, because you get this weird mashup of, like, a, like you said, alumni who have such passion for the college mm-hmm. they went to, and then also – the students themselves and the students could be from anywhere in the world to local and they've always liked the team and they finally go there and there's just this unity that comes together and like you said there's a lot of traditions Mm -hmm. like you showed us a really cool video um but yeah yeah and the big house as 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 with many of these iconic stadiums you go in you walk up if you've never been there the first time you go there you're just like wow it's so it's, cool. It's something. Yeah. It's something else. It really is. I've been there not for, I've been there not for uh, a, a Michigan game, but I went for a, it was a preseason Real Madrid and Chelsea. Match. Oh yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but it was still pretty cool to it's be there. It's awesome, so. and we had a great seat. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, that doesn't take away Thursday night. The Browns game was also very fun to be at, but it's a little bit more rare that I get to go up to Michigan and attend that game so it's gonna be very fun the end of the college football season it's setting itself up to be a very interesting last few weeks yeah it is starting this saturday because you guys play michigan state Mm -hmm. two undefeated teams Mm -hmm. so we'll see should be good who's ohio state play penn state yeah who's lost their last two games and their coach doesn't even know who they're playing that penn state game (laughs) last week was Wow. Oh, you didn't see that today? No. What happened? So James Franklin has been uh, getting questions about the USC job, like, incessantly for the last, like, few weeks. And today he was asked about it again. And <laughs> he said it twice, like, back-to-back. He said his full and primary focus is on Illinois this week. Oh, God. They <laughs> lost to Illinois on Saturday. They're, wow. play- they're going to Ohio State this Saturday, and he didn't even realize who they're playing. I mean, I'm sure it's a it's a Freudian slip, slip of the right, tongue, like right. whatever. Like he's, I I don't know how he could be caught off guard by that question by now. He's been he's been asked about it every single week. That game was dumb. Nine overtimes. Nine overtimes. Was that a record? Yes. Yeah. So also, well, so just they, stupid by the they changed they changed they changed the college football overtime rule. So I think it's after five overtimes. It's essentially one play. They they go for a two point conversion every time, so you get I it or you don't. Like college overtime rules. Compared to the NFL, yes. I 
Exactly. That I is like stupid, the college though. overtime much better. The two-point conversion play is dumb. Yeah, what's up with that? that? Right. Because you can't, I mean, you can't, can't keep, su- going. You can't keep subject- subjecting these players to that physicality that long. Yeah. Having them have to go down the field that many times. So why why did this game go nine innings? Your mind is not there. Fine. It's nine fair. nine overtimes. Um, they kept they kept Yeah. Like once they got to they, they they kept matching scores and then once they got to the two point conversion plays, most of the time neither team got it. Yeah, got either it. that so or it was only until like the so end. They would just get six points back they would they were getting six points back and forth. Two. Two. Or so the first they, the point, were by, the, they were getting the two point conversion yeah. or they weren't. Some that, of the time. By okay. that by that point the points didn't matter. Gotcha. It was just okay. like who like, it, it, if Illinois didn't get it, Penn State didn't get it. If got Illinois it. got it, Penn State okay. got it. Penn State got it, Illinois it got it. just worked out that way. And then until until the ninth overtime when Illinois got it and Penn State didn't, that's when the game ended. Well, it was funny because my dad and I were walking back from the big house, and there's tailgates all down Main Street going into downtown Ann Arbor. And so there's TVs that are out with the game. And, like, every TV, people were huddling around them on the street. Yeah. Everyone we stopped at was like, okay, first overtime. Then we get to the next one's like, third. And then we kept going. Yeah. By the time we finally got into a bar, sat down, got a table, and the game was still going, and we got to see the end. Yeah. And of course, people are freaking out because Penn State lost, but yeah. Oh, it was. Well, wild. I mean, we won't. We probably won't see another game with that many overtimes for like a decade. Nor should we. That no. was just silly. That was yeah. It was obnoxious. I kept my. Uh, I was at my parents' house when that was going on. <laughs> we weren't watching that game at the time, but we had flipped it on or whatever. My dad's just following it. <laughs> He's just like. Penn State got stopped. No, Illinois didn't get it either. <laughs> Illinois got silly. it. Penn State got it. Just kept going and going and going. <laughs> that game was such a yeah. It was crazy, but I love that they don't tie though. I hate that the NFL lets oh ties, ties yeah. happen. Tie yeah. So, but again, like it sucks. But you like you can't. We can't keep letting these players like. No, I agree. Keep playing, but yeah, it sucks. It's it's so bad. When the, when we tied the Steelers in the opener in 2018. <laughs> That was so bad. So bad. Sorry, we weren't even going to talk about college football, and I just went on a whole tangent. Oh, it's all good. Oh, it's all right. You were just at the uh, game. I was. Highly. But you did go to the Browns game, and they did those lights out introductions. How was that? Yeah, it was so cool. All right. Something you don't really see in the NFL. Transition over. And and also, the only time you really really ever see that is in dome stadiums. You don't really see that in Mm -hmm. open-air stadiums. It was awesome. It was really, really cool. Um and I, you knew the fans knew it was happening because that yeah. stadium was packed and ready to go rather than people kind of taking their time to get in. So it was incredible. I mean, just the energy on a Thursday night and it being a night game and you know you're on national television, like it was such a cool game to be at. And they just came out swinging. Mm-hmm. I was walking to my seat because we had stopped to see the introductions and watching it on the TV, mm-hmm. and it was like it happened <laughs> so fast. Yeah, but it was great, and it five just, plays. Yeah, boom, and I felt like the energy never left like that high moment. Like that yeah. just continued on the whole night. So. Yeah, Brown Brown Stadium isn't the greatest. Um, so they rushed to build it when they built it, so it doesn't have a lot of like built-in like character or amenities right. or anything like that. But that there's something about that stadium in a night game. I mean, you went to the Pittsburgh yeah, game with me and the dog pound. Yeah. yeah. That was the Miles Garrett helmet game. Yep. That was nuts. Famous game. Infamous. We're also very yeah. spoiled Infamous, with Progressive yes. Field with a lot of amenities and yeah. a lot of cool things that yeah. it is hard. Also the, the Cavs Cav State. Uh, they just redid uh, yeah, Rock, Rock and Mortgage, Mortgage Fieldhouse. Which is super cool. I finally mm-hmm. went inside 
on Monday for yeah, the, the Concord, Harry Styles. The concourse concert. is really geez, you've been all over the place. I had a busy week. <laughs> I did. I was at three different, I guess you can call them stadiums in a week. Um, yeah, Rocket Mortgage looks beautiful. Yeah, the concourse is very nice what they did. Um they did a lot of really cool things with like premium seating. So like the one the one end zone has like all of these like luxurious like chairs and mm-hmm. that club and everything. Yeah. They took out the one end zone in the upper deck and put that bar up there, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, Brown Stadium, other than them redoing the scoreboards a couple years ago, I, I contend that within five to ten years we're going to have a new football stadium in the city. I think it's going to be yeah. the same spot. I hope so. Well, it can't be. How would you put it in the same spot? True. I mean, well, then where are they going to play? Yeah, they would have to do. Are they going to play in Columbus at Ohio Ohio State? They would have. They would have yeah, to do something. Tough. There's no football. There's yeah, no football would, stadium. That's such be, a cool spot, though. Right on. It would the have lake. to be something so, like that. If they're going to keep it on the lake, they're going to put it where uh, Burke Air, lake, Lakefront Airport is. Then how will we get to Cincinnati on our jet? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to drive. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, there, there's also rumors that they could put it down um, in the gravel uh, pits, uh, like in Tremont, like down by the river. Um, but that would be an absolute nightmare to try and get down there for a game. The trap, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, when the stadium was originally built in '99, it was there were rumors it was supposed to go in Strongsville next to the mall. That would be a where disaster. Serp- where Serpentini. That would suck. Traffic already sucks in Strongsville. There, in my opinion, there's nothing worse than those suburban stadiums. <laughs> those are just the dumbest. Like I yeah. don't, I don't get that. I yeah. really don't. Because you're you're screwing one one side of the city, or yeah, multiple oh, yeah. sides of the city. Yep. But yeah. anyway, mm, well, that's t- five years down the road. Yeah, there's just uh, there's there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing like a, a night football game yeah it it was awesome and i got to go kind of last minute so it was very fun was it full very yep mm-hmm. looked like it was full yep Bounced yeah i don't like think I, yeah i don't i don't think we're gonna have any what is my dog doing he's just coming to say hi oh, okay I kept, my dog. I kept seeing the the, the blind move i'm like no, what is he doing it must be his tail <laughs> oh look at him um yeah so champs joining the podcast um yeah, Steelers this week. Uh, yeah, we're getting healthier, which is good. Chubb practiced yesterday. Jack Conklin came back to practice yesterday. Um, obviously, we know for a fact Kareem Hunt's not going to play. Mm-hmm. But with how Dearness Johnson played on Sunday, yeah. we have very much a serviceable replacement. Um, so really, the the big question is 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 Baker going to play? And Josina Anderson came out with a report today that he's going to practice on Wednesday. I have a I don't know how he's going to practice. I don't know how he's going to play. But if he's going to practice, he has a decent chance of playing because why would you take practice reps away from Case Keenum to get True. ready for this big game? Because if Baker practices, he's practicing with the starters. He's not going to practice with the backups because that doesn't make any sense. So. I uh, I don't know. I think we're going to see both. Why? Because you think Baker's going to play and get hurt? No. I just think they're going to be careful. I don't know. I don't know why I think that. I have – I have – I am – If Baker is... plays, unless he's – unless he hurt, he's hurt and he physically can't play, he's not going to come out of the game. I – well, that wasn't what I was going with. I wasn't saying he's going to get hurt and get pulled. I just think – I don't know why I feel this way. This is very – 
a very non-educated opinion. I have no concerns on Sunday. I think the Browns are going to be just fine no matter who's in there. Like you think they're going to win no matter who plays? I think it's going to be fine. I wish I had I have like no worry. I don't know why. I just feel like. I feel like we've exercised our demons against that team, but it's still that team. And uh. I just think we're going to see an exceptional game out of Miles Garrett as well. Well, I think he might break Roethlisberger. I hope so. (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) And then he gets to be with his old buddy again, Mr. Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Oh, God. His old buddy. Yeah. I wasn't that's not exactly the way I would characterize nope, it. No, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> they lost like the I audio. Said, these are just very <laughs> random opinions. I don't know. I just I have I feel like the Browns are gonna be just fine. I hope you're right. I hope you are. I, I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just I'm so I, it doesn't the the Steelers could be 0 and seven and I'm oh anytime you play your number one rival, you're always nervous. Yeah, but what better time for them to have a long week of rest? Well, yeah, that's true. And I just feel like they're coming off the high of figuring it out last week. Steelers are not that great. No, they're not. Um, I know I'm probably jinxing everything by yeah, saying thanks. that out loud. Thanks. But you and Tony Romo. We'll be fine. Me and Tony <laughs> got this. Don't you worry. I'm on a hot streak right now. You are. So. Which I don't know why you're uh, – never mind. Because I can. We've got all the good juju. <laughs> all right. I'm not worried. Well, I, uh, I am, but <laughs> I just – I'm not trying to talk down on Case Keenum at all. I just – I. Well, he's a game manager, not a playmaker. Right, and I think we need a little bit more than a game manager mm-hmm. in this type of game. So, I don't know. I hope that he's – if he plays as well as he did on Thursday, I'm more willing to share your sentiment. I just don't know if he's going to play that well on Sunday. That's fair. Pittsburgh's got a much better defense than Denver. Um well, how do you feel about him versus Baker coming in when he's not 100%? That's also a tough question. That's why I don't feel really like mm-hmm. like I don't like I'm not going to go as far as to like say I'm going to predict us to lose. I just Do you trust Stefanski to make that right call? On who's playing? Mhm. Uh Yeah. Cuz truth be told, to be honest with you, I don't think Baker should play. I don't either. He has a broken arm. Mm-hmm. He has a fully torn labrum and a broken arm. Like, I don't like. I, when I got that, when I got, when I saw that tweet from Josina Anderson saying that all indications are Baker's going to play on or practice on on Wednesday, I like cringed a little bit. I'm like, what are you doing? And what is the team doing? Maybe they know more than we do. Like, obviously well, he's they do. Obviously, obviously he's right? inspected by the team doctors. Like, if if they feel like he can injure this a lot worse or you know whatever they're not going to put him out there but I also think that Baker's the kind of guy that he's got so much like Brett Favre in him to where Mm -hmm. he's going to throw caution to the wind and he's going to be like I don't care I'm playing because this is also a big year for him because he's trying to play for a contract right so I don't know I I is it inevitable he has to have surgery at least in the offseason offseason yeah torn labrum it yeah the the bone the the bro the fractured it's a non-displaced fracture, so basically that means he has a crack in his mm. in his arm, like like basically the top here right where right it there. connects to the shoulder. Gotcha. But his labrum's fully torn. You have to have surgery to to repair gotcha. that. Ooh. But you also the labrum you can't injure it anymore. It's just going to be extremely painful if you get hurt there. Like his, his labrum's fully torn. 
Oh my god! How he has that, to wear he do? has to wear a brace on his shoulder to basically keep it. his arm in, like keep his That's arm wild. from dislocating. Did I hear OBJ also has a similar injury? So, <sighs> shoulder something. He has a grade three sprained AC joint, okay. which he has a shoulder sprain. Okay. Baker's shoulder is torn and broken. Got it. Okay. Odell has a sprain, which which is also incredibly painful. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But he's it's it's a lot easier for him to play through it. So yeah, I, you could tell by all his draft passes. <laughs> Hell. Look, I love OBJ and I want him to be successful. I do he's too. He's making me crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, man, I'd like to, th- I'd like to think that our offensive line being back healthy again and Nick Chubb coming back with the two-headed monster of Dearness De- Johnson, giving what he did on Thursday, will be enough. Um. I just hope Case plays as well as he did on Thursday. Because if he plays as well as he did on Thursday, we're going to win the game. I fully expect Case played it. well. Yeah. Because the Steelers' O-line is garbage. So like you said, Miles Garrett, Jadevian Clowney, they should have huge games. I I am what I want to see what I, what I want what I want to see out of Miles Garrett, like I'm not going to knock him whatsoever. This he leads the league in sacks. He's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. He's like he gets sacks. He's yet to wreck a game. Mm-hmm. Like when he sacks a guy, he's not causing fumbles. He's not, uh, you know, batting a ball up and intercepting it. Like last year, he did that a lot. He made those until he got COVID. He, like against the the Bengals, he strip sacked uh, Joe Burrow, and we scored a touchdown on it. Um, it's almost like you want, and I know this is playing with fire, considering, um, but you almost want to like see him play angry a little bit more. Yeah. See, you know? see, that is. Even not when, too angry, well, um, but angry. within the within the rules, <laughs> within the rules, yeah, not yeah. bashing anybody over the head of the helmet. Which he should be just <laughs> off of these drug tests alone. Yeah, what's I'd going be angry. on with that? It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, absolute garbage. So, uh, Miles usually wears sleeves when he plays. Right, right. And yeah. the couple game, well, so I think but the last really the I, reason. No, or? I think no. I think the last, especially the last two times that he's gotten it. It's because he bought, he he went off on the refs after the game yep. against that Chargers game. Oh, uh, okay. And this is the NFL saying, "Hey, here's your random drug test." Gotcha. He's not but on three weeks. He's been in this, a row. he's been this he's been this big since he came into the NFL. Right. It's not like he's like all of a sudden got like huge and right, started playing right. really right. well because he's on steroids or something. Like it's not the case. But I think the NFL is just trying to make it like it annoying as possible Look, right now for I, him because mm, he went off on the refs. I'm not someone who likes to blame the refs or anything, but I'm yeah. I'm real sick of it. I don't blame him at all for going – him and Baker going after the refs after that it's after that Chargers game. horrible. Yeah. And then the Cardinals game, too, where uh, Malik Jackson got that um, roughing the passer penalty for pushing yep. Kyler Murray, and Kyler didn't even go to the ground. And, I mean, you see the, the plays, the replays of Miles yeah. with holding and face masks all Ugh. over the place and getting nothing. He's, he's basically, like, to compare it to something that you're more familiar with, Jordan – He's essentially getting like the shack treatment. Oh, the hackish, yeah. Where yep. he's yeah. no, where he's like, you have to mug him to get a call, like because yep. Shaq is so big right. and stronger. What was and so big would and stronger get, than anybody? He would, and get even hacked, LeBron, yeah. it's the LeBron thing too. Yeah, like LeBron really has to get decked for mm-hmm. the, for him to get a foul call because like he can absorb so much contact and continue to 
That's the same way with Miles. Yeah. Like, Miles is still going to get to the quarterback even though he's held. The <laughs> issue is he's not going to get the sack if he's held because guy's mm-hmm. holding his jersey, whatever. And it's bad. It's getting bad. Like, there's blatant, like, bad. grabbing of his face mask and, like, nothing. Yeah. He's getting nothing. No. I've seen some of the the clips on Ugh. Twitter. And these, and these refs, these refs, whether they – where the NFL is going to say it or not, these refs hold a grudge. So if you call them out and try and mm-hmm. embarrass them in the postgame uh, comments – they're so, going to remember that, and they're going to, to hold back, a grudge. Yeah. And I think that's why you're seeing Miles get the um, get the drug test. You're seeing him not mm-hmm. get called. I mean, he's yeah. never gotten holding calls, but it's getting, a, like like you said, Hannah, it's getting egregious. Well, and that's the th- My dad and I were talking about this, like how much better baseball is at this than football. Like, the it's rare it happens, mm-hmm. but it's rare that the umps you feel really change the course of a game in baseball where you see it in football and there is a lot more ability to do instant replay and get calls right in baseball than there is in football with the exception of the strike zone correct because if you have angel hernandez umping your game sorry but like in general i don't know how he still has a job that guy doesn't make in general i don't feel like you have the same egos either like they're genuinely Mm -hmm. doing the best they can they're usually right to be Mm -hmm. fair to baseball yeah um but the, and I know this probably isn't a popular opinion, but in my personal opinion, I think you should be able to ask to challenge anything in football. I think you should be able to challenge any call because I, I yeah, I don't disagree with that. The, the, the problem is is making these games way too much, way too long. Sure. I mean, you, I still think you should be limited on your number of challenges, mm-hmm. but I oh, think you okay. should I get be what you're able saying. to challenge yeah. anything. So, like, so like challenge have, like penalties. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. No, Correct. I agree with you. I agree with and you. And the pass interference thing was such a fail because the egos of these refs are so bad that they would mm-hmm. never overturn one of their calls. Yeah. And that's just not acceptable because what happened in that Browns game, that pass interference call absolutely should have been turned over. Yeah. If we had the ability to challenge it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So the egos and that are being involved here and like the grudge holding like you're saying and you know teams being completely helpless to challenge these calls or these yeah. things that are happening, I I think you should be able to challenge anything. Yeah. I no, I agree. Yeah, and and like what you said, s- still only having a limited number of challenges would Right. I mean, it would just be It too wouldn't long. it wouldn't elongate the game at all. It would just you would be able to, yeah. Or what I think they should, what they what they should do is they should have a sky camera or a sky judge, yeah. to where almost like VAR in soccer, if they miss a call, it's not necessarily like the team challenging it. It's the sky judge basically, you know, call buzzing down to the refs and be like, "You need to go look at that play mm-hmm. because it could, you know, whatever it could be." Yeah, I think baseball has that better too. Yeah, don't they have the ability to decide to look at a play? Uh, the yeah. umps do. Uh. Y- yeah, it's I think, usually just you know baseball. Yeah, yeah baseball. It's the it's team. The team has challenges. Yeah, the, team, the team can call. But if they can't want. the umps as well decide that they want to look at a play? I don't, I don't think know. I've ever seen that. Maybe happen. maybe in the playoffs, regular season, no. Yeah, I, I don't. But maybe know. in the playoffs. Like, yeah, what know. is the the worst possible scenario if the refs were like, "Hey, we want to look at that on tape. We're not sure." Like, what for, is yeah for anything? Nothing. It just it, it they're just always worried about it worsening the product and making the game longer which i do understand because in base in baseball i understand because there's no set time limit in baseball in the nfl at basketball right you know you play for 60 minutes or you play for 48 minutes like that's that's it that's there's no i mean there's overtime but Mm -hmm. like baseball an inning could take an hour yeah so like like especially playoff games like this this 
Astros game more than likely probably isn't going to be over until like one in the morning. Yes, maybe this guy came as good. What you're saying, like someone calling down, especially and saying, in hey, football. Look at that again. Yeah, just yeah. go, just go look at Don't it. They do that in the right. NBA. Is that the one that does that? One sport does this. I uh, pretty sure the NBA has New York or somebody. Yeah, the M- yeah the NBA does. Yeah, they'll be like yeah, but um, and I know in, in Premier League, I'm pretty sure yeah. they'll tell the ref, hey, you need to you need to look at this. this they need actually, they, they need to yeah. they need to baseball needs to fix the strike zone because wow. like. I'm not saying that the Astros wouldn't have gone, wouldn't have still won Why that series. Bring up that, no, 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 no. Same, no, I know what you're going to say. The exact same thing happened in the White Sox game, which forced a game four, which was where Lance McCullers got injured, and that's now we're in the jam that we are in. Like, well, I, I, I wasn't a, watching that. I'm, I'm talking no. about the one that I actually I know, saw against the Red mentioning Sox. That. It's the exact same thing that happened, but right, you know. but <laughs> I'm, like what I'm saying is like if that if that pitch is called correctly, the Astros don't score nine runs after True. that. But that happens in every game. No, I understand. Yeah. That, that I'm not. Yeah. I'm just using that as that's the most recent yeah, yeah, example. Yeah. I'm using that as an example. I know that happens all the time. But what I'm saying is like, there needs to be the a, only option is robo umps. I mean, which right? I don't which I'm love that. Yeah, I don't love that idea because it takes the human element out of it. I'm, and I'm personally fine with the only thing I would change is if an umpire continually gets bad like percentages wrong. Correct. They need to be pulled or something. Yeah, there, need, the there needs yeah there needs I to be would, accountability. Yeah. Sure. I don't have an issue with if if a call was bad or like that happens every game like that's yeah. not the problem but if it's a joke where it's just like oh yeah. my goodness dude you've been right. all over the place which they've been pretty bad in the postseason mm-hmm. so far mm-hmm. yeah um, there's just no accountability yeah but yeah. uh yeah real quick i just wanted to cover the Cavs um before we ended uh did either of you guys watch the game last night i didn't jordan Cavs? you probably no. didn't you probably watched the rockets uh, um, Rockets didn't play last night. I was watching okay. Midnight Mass. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so Cavs won last night. I did see that. Cavs have won, beaten two playoff teams the last two games, and uh, if this kid keeps progressing like he is and he grows into his body, I'm telling you, Evan Mobley can win an NBA MVP. Yeah, no, he's looking a lot better than I thought. He he's was that win. good. I was watching some of the highlights. He's fun. He, yeah. He's that good, and he's just he. What, what I see in him is Chris Bosh, but athletic. Mm-hmm. So like he can jump higher than Chris Bosh. He's faster than Chris Bosh. He can handle the ball better than Chris Bosh. But Chris Bosh in his prime with Toronto, I'm not talking about Miami because Miami he was kind of like limited in what right. he was able to do because LeBron and D Wade and whatever. But when Chris Bosh was in Toronto, he was a monster. So I see that, and I see Kevin Garnett in him, too. Defensively, I see Kevin Garnett. So, I mean, if you mesh those two together, I mean, and that's he's played four games, but he's the best. He's so far the best defensive big man in the league this year. He's contested 72 shots, which is absolutely insane. He's played four games. That means he's contested 18 shots a game, and that's him just getting in the face of somebody shooting the ball. But you don't see in the NBA. Nobody plays defense in the NBA. Right. That's not true. But <laughs> that's 100% true. That's not true at all. Individual players don't play it, but there's always going to be some players that play it. It's just not a that's a very blanket statement that's not accurate. It You just said individual players don't play it, but some players play it. Yeah, some players that, don't. There are many players like that don't just, play defense. Right. They <clears throat> like actually don't. But there always is going to be some teams that do play defense. I didn't say teams. I said nobody. That's 
individual, nobody. That's more of a blanket statement than no, it's not. You said nobody plays defense in the NBA. Yes, that's like not, not one player. State. Generally, oh my god. Okay, sorry. You guys are gonna really hold that literally to me. <laughs> well, why did you? I say wasn't that? sure where you were going with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not exactly. The honest. vast majorities of players in the NBA do not play defense. That's a fact. I think I'd have. I think more play it than you realize. There's just so much incredible, like the offensive skills. Okay, of NBA I'm gonna get players. exactly literal right now, so you will understand what I'm saying. The vast majority of players in the NBA don't play good defense. I think I, I would argue that I think it's because the offensive players are so good that it's almost impossible to play defense against them. I mean, I mean, ninety percent of defense is effort, so yeah. they're just not I giving mean, enough effort. I mean, when defense. you got when you got guys that can do step back threes, like there's not much you can do about that. But that's like not what that no no that's that's not what I'm saying. You can play good defense on right. a shot that's made like that. I Anyways. mean, Matthew tells. I'm saying I'm saying plays defense. Well, he doesn't play in the <laughs> NBA anymore. That's my only example that I'm going to throw out there. That's all he could do. I'm saying that more more now than any time. Never mind. I'm just not going going to go there because apparently I need to say everything absolutely literal or else <laughs> you're going to say, well, I don't think that's entirely, absolutely, 100% foolproof yeah. true. I mean, I was just confused by why you said that. That's all. Because that's that's a that's a general consensus I mean, among people that I, that think that. Anyways, moving on. Mobley plays defense is where we're going with this. Yes, somewhat. He's also very young, and last night he gave up. Never mind. I'm I'm done with this because apparently, if I don't say something 100% incredibly <laughs> correct, it's not a big deal. I'm just I'm just disagreeing. That's all. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so the Cavs looked good last night. I think Ricky Rubio was a really unsung pickup for the Cavs last night. He played really well. He almost got into a fight last night with another Euro player, which was hilarious because that would have been the worst fight in NBA history if that happened. Um, so <laughs> Who did he almost get in a fight with? I don't know. Some guy in Denver. Uh, I don't even know his name. Uh, he was a little guy. Focasio or something? I don't know. Don't even some know. guy I've never even heard of. Don't, know even, I don't even know that name. He doesn't play defense. I'll tell you that. So... Okay, well, is that it? I don't know. Uh, I believe that's it. I mean, we don't have any. You're just texting away on your phone, so. We're not talking NHL or I think the only else. thing you had left was if anyone was doing anything this weekend. Oh, yeah, we haven't done that in forever. Yeah, that was that was like, uh, was that a pandemic thing? I can't remember. Oh, well, no, then that was, pretend that was, I never said no, no, that. No, that, still on no, the that couldn't right. have been no, a that, pandemic yeah, thing. Yeah, we did, right, none of yeah. us did anything yeah, in the pandemic. No, you're right, you're right. We did uh, shout-outs is what we did in the yeah. pandemic. That's right. Well, what's everybody doing this weekend? What's happening this weekend? <clears throat> That's what we used to call Halloween. it. Halloween. Halloween is what's happening. Halloween is Sunday. Um, Anybody doing anything spooky on Sunday? I have at least one official party that I'm going to. He denied my invite to a party. I don't want to go to Lorraine. I, know, <laughs> I never want to go to Lorraine. <laughs> I'll um, be honest. No, I don't have anything. Cr- I mean, I'm busy, but not anything super exciting. I have, like, get-togethers with friends, the party I'm going to, birthday party, and then football. Somebody from work, I assume? Yes. Yeah. But we, yeah. I mean, col- it's a big college football day, and it's a big NFL day. So that's going to be most of my weekend. Yeah. Michigan, go, Michigan. Ca- go karting. Michigan, Michigan go State. Go karting. Go. Oh yeah, go karting. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Like 
like uh oh where, where where is that place well there's more than one which one are you going to the one by the airport that boss oh yeah yeah i know exactly okay. where i know yeah, yeah. exactly where. it's by that doggy daycare i'm weirdly really good at it i don't I, really i have weird talents that are like not useful in actual <laughs> no, life they're not they're not and high speed go-karting is one of them <laughs> so there you go oh, goodness, that's so funny look good stuff that sounds like fun yeah, yeah. You might go to Houston. That's a big deal. Depends, but it would be fun to go visit. Yeah, for anyway, sure. So might as well. I mean, I get off. You go to the ranch? Uh, probably not. No, probably not this time. Hmm. But um, either way, it would be fun to go down. Might 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 do it. We'll see. Yeah, depends. I get paid this week, so hey, could pull the trigger on it that. It's good. There you go. I get paid every week. Wish I wish it was like that for me. I'm paid <laughs> it used one, to be like I'm, that for I'm you. Paid once a month now. Oh my god, once which a is month. really weird. Talk about you talk about budgeting. A huge influx of cash, and you have right, to and like, then you're like, well, you're like, you get that. Oh my god! You look at your bank account on payday, yeah. and you're like, yes, and, and then you're like, like, wait, this has to last me thirty I days. Probably not order another Houston Rockets jersey. <laughs> <because>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. now nah, it's weird. I almost ordered uh, very expensive new shoes today from Nike Adidas. Mm, Nike, Nike. I don't order Adidas stuff. Well, I take that back. I do have Adidas shoes, but I love my new Nikes. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, Which I almost Nike? bought I, those Air Force ones. With oh, the that's right. Yeah, orange, I'm, orange swish. I almost bought those uh, Air Max two seventies. Oh, those are nice. They're yes, those they are. are. They're yeah, expensive. Those are real sharp. Yeah. It's less expensive when you're children's size. <laughs> this is Half price, guys. I got yeah. Teresa her Adidas Superstars, the children version. It's because legitimately half off. Oh, it's like at least thirty or forty percent cheaper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when you're six two and wear a size twelve, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Sorry, I don't wear a children's twelve. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> taught. Yeah. I'm but, a size four and a half in Nike. If oh. anyone wants to buy me shoes oh out there, <laughs> we'll remember. Uh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I I'm not Jersey guy, but I almost bought a Browns jersey. What jersey would you buy? So. I go back and f- I. It's not Baker. Well, that's probably smart. It was, my dad and my brother both have Miles, so I don't think it would be Miles. We bought my dad a Miles jersey for his birthday a couple years ago. I'm thinking probably, it's it would either be Chubb or Landry. Mm. But the caveat is, because of the salary cap situation, and I, I preface this by saying I don't want this to happen. There's it's slim, but there's a very slim chance that Jarvis might not be on the team next year, right? Which would suck. Um, and the thing that was swaying me to Chubb is he just signed that contract extension, so I know he's going to be here for four well, that's years. That's the argument for Garrett and Chubb. What? That's the argument for Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb. Yeah, they're going to be around for a little. Yeah. Bit. So I don't know, but What's I didn't. What's your end up, favorite jersey that you own? I haven't bought a jersey in forever. Pro- it's probably I have. I have every LeBron jersey from when he was here the first time, like white, wine, uh, blue. <sighs> Probably the blue LeBron one. Jordan. Again, I haven't bought a jersey in a decade. Favorite jersey that you own? Um, probably my Akeem Olajuwon jersey. That's a good one. The night, the ro- the cartoon rocket version. Although I just ordered the the championship red 94 95 red jersey so that will probably that be might be your favorite. new favorite yeah. <laughs> fair enough but do you have any jerseys i do what's your favorite 
Um, probably my Jason Witten one. Oh yeah, that's right. I know yeah. you had that. Don't you have a Dak one too? I have no. I have oh. a Romo. Oh Romo, that's it. I have a Witten, which is my favorite. Is it because then... of the design of the Witten one? No, well, Witten's uh, my favorite player of all time. Oh yeah. So okay. I mean, it's both the I design. Do love I love that version of the Cowboys. That's jerseys. the best. It, it. I. I. It's. It's the best uniform in football, in my opinion. Yeah. I love that jersey. And I have it, a Des Bryant one, too. And it reminds me of uh, Little Giants, which is a great movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I have a Des Bryant. I also also have a Miles Austin. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I need to get you a Miles Garrett. I would. I would absolutely. <laughs> like, you need Browns jerseys. I would love. I would. I, I've been tossing the idea around. <laughs> which one would you get? Garrett, for sure. No. Like, Oh. I, don't, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Would you get a brown one? No, I, I get a white one. Yeah, but would you get? Would you get the the throwback one that no. they wore this year? So you get just a standard white mm-hmm. one. Okay. Because I kind of want to get the throwback one. I don't hate the throwback one, but I don't. Like I don't either. But like after this year, they're never going to wear that. Right. Right. No, I would just get the <clears throat> standard white Miles Garrett. Yeah. Well, jersey talk isn't something that I thought we were going to get Sorry, into tonight. No, it's my fine. Fault too. I love talking jerseys. <laughs> I'm a huge uh, uniform nerd. So, um, yeah, Jordan's getting antsy, so we got to go. Sorry, Jordan. Gotta They're go. losing. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's They're why he hasn't I was watching anything. on your phone. Um, well, anyway, thank you, Hannah. Appreciate yeah. uh, you coming on again. Thanks, Thanks for bringing for the beer. Me again. Um, and, yeah, we might be getting Ryan back. Next depends, week depends on the playoffs. Oh, can I come back again soon? If he, loses, back? if he loses, um, if he loses Friday, he might be back Tuesday. Oh. Well, let's not root for him to lose. No. <laughs> well, no, I don't want. Yeah, no, not that. Yeah, um, but uh, rumor has it, Jimothy might be coming back oh. for an appearance. So okay, go. I'm gonna have even That's if cool. I'm sitting on the couch, I'm coming back when Jimmy's back. Why? I haven't hung out with Jimmy in forever, and he always agrees with everything I say. So it's always a good time. All right. Well, we'll see if that happens. But uh, yeah. So thank you again, Hannah. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, you can follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast, and we'll be back with a spooky Browns post game show this weekend. Uh, we'll see if Ryan comes to that. He should. It's a one o'clock game, so it'll be me, Ryan, and Steve for that. And then we'll have to make sure we get done with that for trick-or-treating. But uh, for Hannah and Jordan, um, Dan, you've been listening to Living Off the Land, episode 184, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.